Hi. So a pay-per-view that I was wrong about, another pay-per-view that's going full steam ahead, and of course, yours truly may actually get a rant in this week. Maybe. It's my time. It's my time. I'm just saying. This is the Double Turn Podcast with the J-Man and Boss Ross. You suck. You suck. Not that pay-per-view that I said would suck. I'm just saying. <laughs> this, of course, is not uh, T.I.'s Undertaker music. Thank God for that. This you know, is keep, the Double Turn Podcast. Keep bringing that up. I'm about to hit you with it really quickly. And the I, only reason why I won't do it is because of copyright. And I will hit you with a large object or something. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a lot of... A lot of uh, so I don't have the list in front studio. of me, so it's literally going to have to be from memory. So, I got you, uh, actually. So, okay, so, so, so of course the J-Man will tell you where you can find this great podcast. I'll be happy to do so, Ross. Thank you so much. Capish. You can go ahead and listen to it on a Spotify, on the podcast from Google. Seriously, people may have absolutely no idea what you're saying in that All right, place. fine. All right, I apologize. Don't I make me whack you. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Spotify, Google Podcasts. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, SoundCloud, once I finally get the opportunity to put it up on there, and I feel like I'm missing one more. Stitcher. There, there we go. go. So this edition of the Double Turn Podcast, well, we're kind of throwing out the uh, format, so to speak, this week. Only because, this week. well, you know what? And I think this probably needs to be the standard going forward on weeks where we have pay-per-views. Especially when you have multiple pay-per-views. So we have a pay-per-view to review. That would be the all-women evolution pay-per-view that happened last week that we uh, did not watch live and have a review of. Although... The next show that that will be happening for will be Survivor Series, in which we may have a special guest on that show. He better just show up. I'm okay? just saying. Uh, so, I know you guys have had a couple of pay-per-views where we've had a review right afterwards. Uh, after our preview and predictions, that would have been three days beforehand. Uh, we will be getting back to that once we don't have network specials and weird shows at weird times. Right. I'm don't give me Starcade, guys. I don't need Starcade. As long it's as it doesn't much. involve gold dust. I don't understand what your problem and is. And for goodness sake, let's hope it does not involve Vince Russo. I'm just saying. I don't think Vince Russo is ever allowed anywhere on WWE. Somehow, he's probably still floating around on in the indies thinking he can book a great angle that involves hot shotting it. I'm just saying. So, we have the Evolution pay-per-view to go over. And then, of course, we have Crown Jewel, which is happening. There were lots of changes. There are two men that are not at the show that have been replaced. So we'll do a preview and our predictions. That's going to be the show this week. That is going to be the show. Although, can I just say this really quickly and we won't get into it and Yes, whatnot. quickly. I'm timing you. Fair enough. One, two, three. Don't have to talk about matches of the week at all because AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan was the match of the week and that's not even close. No, Becky Lynch and Charlotte doesn't count because it happened Sunday. Therefore, it was last week. So there you go. Also, uh, before we get into evolution, I just want to do my 30 seconds of impact, even though it's a minute of impact. If you want to see good tag team wrestling, a company that actually emphasizes tag team wrestling, what a company concept. that actually does something a little bit different than, than, than just uh, shove certain things down your throat when it comes to the women's division. Not saying they don't do a good job of it. I'm saying we just had a pay-per-view where they were the only thing on the show. 
I'm not a sexist. All I'm saying is they do some different things. They do some cool things. Tag team wrestling, weird Lucha Underground inspired angles in the women's division. It's different. It's cool. By the way, Austin Aries, no longer with the company. I'm pretty sure we said that last week. Johnny Impact is still your champion. And if you want to see a great heel who knows how to talk, cut a good promo and do everything good in everything he ever does, Eli Drake. Love him. That was a good 30 seconds right there. It was probably closer to a minute. But that's your impact for the week because we have evolution to get to. Too sweet me, bro. Gotcha. So um, I will be be perfectly honest with you. Um, Other than the last woman standing match, uh, I had very little expectation. Um, I even said last week, I don't know why they're doing this show other than to make up for Greatest Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel and any other Saudi Arabia show that does not involve them. Um, Which, again... Whatever, it's fine. I accept it. It's not that I don't want it to happen. I just didn't think it needed to happen. Um, I had a feeling there was going to be some good, good, if not great wrestling on the show. Yeah. What I did not anticipate, though, was outside of really the Battle Royal, which all Battle Royals are basically the same. And even then, the ending sequence to the Battle Royal. And there was a couple things in the Battle Royal which were kind of cool, was actually good. I Look, um... I can tell you right now, there's there's probably three different matches that I could say were at least match of the night contenders, but I'm not going to say that the last woman standing match wasn't the best match because it was. Yeah. Um, we did see a new women's NXT champion, as yours truly correctly predicted. Both of us did, yes. Yes, that's right. We both did. Shayna Baszler's once again, your women's NXT champion. In a very good match. In which the horsewomen got involved. Yes. There you go. Um, we also had the crowning of the second winner of the May Young Classic. Her name is Tony Storm. Which we also correctly predicted. That's right. Um, we did not have a women's UK title match for reasons that I will not get into. Basically, what I will tell you is she holds that belt, but in the WWE world... She has not won that belt. I don't think the belt actually exists in the WWE world. So yet. even though she's walking around with it and has been promoting it and has wrestled with it at ringside for the last two months, it doesn't exist. There you go. There you go. That's there it me is. Having my mind blown. So essentially, what I want to do with this first allotted time period of this show is I want to go over quickly because we've got a pay-per-view to go through and there's a lot to go through especially since it's maybe one of the most or it's one of the least predictable pay-per-views of the entire year whether you think that's a good or a bad thing it's crown jewel Mm -hmm. so for me i will tell you that i think everybody expected the last woman standing match to be great it was um i know you said you were going to be upset if ronda main evented she did Mm -hmm. Um, which I will tell you that I thought the last woman standing match should have main evented. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was okay with Rhonda and Nikki main eventing. I was personally. Because of the display that the two women put out there. Nikki Bella got a lot of offense. She did. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and stare you in the face and tell you that that was a terrible match. Well, don't stare at my face at all, but yes. I mean, I'm doing it right now, and I'm going to make you feel awkward for the rest of this podcast, (laughs) so there you go. But I'm going to be completely honest. That match was better than it had any right being. And we all know Ronda has been killing it since she stepped foot in a WWE ring. True story. It's the truth, man. Like... She just got... She just... PWI just released their top 100 women... 
Guess who was number one? The Raw Women's Champ. I was just, just going to guess Steph, yeah. but... <laughs> uh, no, clearly it's... Uh, Paige. Mandy Rose, clearly. Or Liv Morgan. Nice. Thank you. Um, no, but it's, it is Ronda Rousey. But we know Ronda Rousey has been great. We knew she was destined for greatness. Mm-hmm. We know how WWE has portrayed Nikki Bella over the past few years. And a lot of us... Not us per se, but a lot of people in the WWE universe have c- criticized Nikki Bella as not being a very good performer. I'm here to tell you, Ross. She's good, man. She is, as, and this is probably the worst comparison she'd want to hear right now, but hey, this is the truth. Nikki Bella is the John Cena of the women's division, and I'll explain to you why. What is the one nickname that John Cena has given Every single time he's in a big, he's in a big situation. He gets called Big Match John. I just call him Big John, but yeah, yeah, but it's Big Either Match way. John. Every mm. single time he's got a big match, what does he do? Delivers. He, he delivers. He puts on the best performance he absolutely can. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, The Rock. Hell, I'm pretty sure he made the great Kali credible at one point. Umaga. Everybody, uh, Shawn Michaels and the Triple H matches. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, John Cena, whenever he's got an opponent that's supposed to be 20 times better than he is, for some weird reason, John Cena is on their level every single time. Even though you know he's not anywhere near as good as they are. Seth Rollins, for example, every single time John Cena gets in the ring with Seth Rollins, John Cena looks like he's the best wrestler on the planet. Nikki Bella just proved to us that she is big match Nikki. And I'm not saying that that match was better than Charlotte versus Becky. Nothing on the card was better than Bar- than Becky versus Charlotte. You can make the case Becky versus Charlotte might be one of the top three greatest women's matches we've ever seen. But I will, I will tell you, Nikki Bella showed up. They People got their money worth mm-hmm. with Ronda and Nikki. That match was the main event. And after the end of it, you were like, huh, it was a satisfying main event. Like you weren't mad at the fact that Becky and Charlotte didn't main event the show after that match. Even though you still felt you would have been happy seeing Becky and Charlotte main event. But I think you catch my point. I'll tell you one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I was verified in my assessment that it's not that... I think people were underestimating the women's NXT title match. But I think people were just expecting it to just be a match on the card. No. Then they shouldn't have. And let me tell you something. I will stand by my statement that Shayna Baszler is the best heel in that company when it comes to the women's division. And that match, along with her increased work within the confines of NXT, Mm -hmm. proves it. Now... Becky Lynch, if they decide to keep going on this path and they keep deciding to develop the heel character and and and, and continue to grow it, yeah. she will surpass her. She cut a great promo on SmackDown. And she did cut a great promo on SmackDown. Her choice of attire was a little unwavering to me, but we had her discussion off the air. I understand where you're coming from. Basically, everybody, she wore a shirt that says, I'm the man. Uh, Jorge told me that it was a spin on. That's what I. That's Ric my take. Flair, that's my take. Which may very well be the case, 
But perhaps I was triggered by it. Perhaps that is not the impression I got and I could be in the minority. Yeah. It goes back into the fact that there are times where this company goes out of its way to emasculate its male roster. Um, I just thought it was a very weird shirt for a female wrestler after an all-female show to wear a shirt that says, I'm the man. Now, she now in her defense, and then also to... Gang, not to gang up on her, but to also call her out on something. Now, when the match was over between her and Charlotte, mm-hmm. which, by the way, there were so many spots in that match that were so ridiculously awesome that there's just no way that I can name them all. But I will okay. say the end of the match, which was, if I'm not mistaken, a powerbomb through the table. It was. And then uh, and there was Charlotte also, was about to get up at nine and she crumbled to the ground for Tad. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was two other spots. One, Charlotte putting Becky through the table with the Swan Tom, which was freaking wicked. Okay. But I think the I think the the move of the match. Spot of the, the match. Mm-hmm. The spot of the match was by far the leg drop off the ladder. Ooh, I don't know. The figure eight within the ladders was a pretty good spot too. True, true, but Ah, God. You see what I'm saying, man? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest women's matches you will ever see. It's great. It actually, you know what? Nah, it's... I have... I'm I'm caught in the moment. Here's here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. I expected this pay-per-view to have fluff. And to me, again, this is me in the thought process of wrestling as a whole. And how this show was booked up until To me, a battle royal is fluff. Yes. The only battle royal that I will never consider fluff is the the Royal Rumble. Rumble. And even then, that's not a true battle royal... That is a that's a totally because the battle royal everybody starts in the ring right whereas a royal rumble is essentially a battle royal mixed with a gauntlet match yeah. if that makes sense because you add them one at a time but it's still it's still with massive amounts of people right but I mean at the same time thirty number thirty comes out and if you're number one you've been in the ring for fifty two minutes obviously the guy that's fresher is going to be the one that's going to well unless it's the forty man rumble or the fifty man greatest royal rumble unless you're uh, Titus O'Neil and you fall into the ring but <laughs> um, other than that match or you're Vince McMahon and you tear both of your quads carry on that's after he got it yes yes exactly. Uh, which was a mistake by John Cena and Batista screwing up the finish. Yes. Um, so when you have a card that I can tell you from top to bottom, including a random six-woman tag involving the Riot Squad, Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia, Which we'll get into in just a moment. And you have a Mae Young Classic finals, which if you don't follow the women or did not follow the tournament, you were probably like, who are these two people? Which, by the way, there are those of you out there. That don't watch the Mae Young Classic. And I get it. You have lots of other things to do. And if you watch Raw or SmackDown or NXT or all of them, that's six hours of programming. To some of you, that's enough. And, and that's fine. Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, plus UK. Yep. Plus. You didn't mention 205 Live, but yeah. It, again. So much. So much. So if I were to tell you that to me, other than the Battle Royal, I was not bored. This was a match, this was a night that showcased, oh, and there was a tag match that involved a performer that wasn't even in the match that was still good. That being the uh, Trish and Lita match, which opened the show. Which, so, again, by the way, it first of all, it proved that Lita and Trish can still go. Well, Lita needs to not do the Jeff Hardy spot. 
it doesn't look very good. Where she jumps on Trish's back and does the... It, 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 it didn't look good the two times they did it on Raw, and it didn't look good the two times they did it at the pay-per-view. I understand that, but take that away for a yeah. second. Trish could come back full-time right now. She could. Lita would probably need a little more time. She's a little rusty. But I also think Trish has been like getting in shape and working out and making right. sure that she's ready to go. Right. Trish could come back tomorrow and be a full-fledged member of the women's roster and tomorrow. A, and one thing that I noticed was, wow, did the crowd go crazy when Mickey James and Trish Stratus were in the ring at the of same course. time. That's no, one but of I mean, the, that's one of the better rivalries of that era, Jorge. It's one of the, it's one of the best women's rivalry ever. Like, oh, look. I, th- I think that you, you if... If you weren't going to say Trish and Lita was the greatest women's rivalry of all time, I'm pretty sure people were going to say it's Mickey James and Trish. Just saying. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. Well, regardless, here's here's what I want to say because we do have Crown Jewel to get to. Yeah, of course. But I know you have things you want to say. So, um, I would say if you miss the show... I would go watch it. Um, if you watch this show, there are a couple matches I would say go rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the last woman standing. Look, I would tell you to watch the May Young Classic final, mm-hmm. the women's NXT championship match, mm-hmm. the last woman standing match, Ronda versus Nikki. Ronda versus Nikki. The six woman tag. I would say the six woman tag was good. I would even say the tag match was good. Look. Other than, again, I'm not saying the Battle Royal was bad. It's just, it's it's a Battle Royal. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to watch the Battle Royal, watch the last five minutes. For sure. And and, and by the way, um, none of the uh, legends embarrassed themselves. No, Michelle like, McCool did great. I, well, she did great at the uh, Women's Royal Rumble, too. Yeah. I mean, actually, she got quite a bit of eliminations. But, uh, I mean, for instance, um, Kelly Kelly still looked good for, for the little that she did. Tori Wilson um, was okay. Tori Wilson was okay. Um, they did... I, I, um, even uh, Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, she mm-hmm. looked all right. So, for what it was, it's a good pay-per-view. Go watch it. Enjoy it. And then you still have so much to do because we have another pay-per-view. And then you have NXT War Games. And then you have another pay-per-view. And then there's another pay-per-view that they're also sort of booking for because the next pay-per-view is not really another pay-per-view because it's brand versus brand for one time only, even though they do brand versus brand like seven other times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just pointing these things out. And the one thing that I was going to say, and we talked about this last week, we said that we were mad at WWE because they half-assed the booking for this show prior. They did! They did. And you know what the women did? They noticed it and said, let's go out there and absolutely murder it. And they did, dude. They totally did. Credit and kudos to every single woman that performed. And here's the kicker. The biggest kicker of it all, Ross. Mm-hmm. It was one of the top two pay-per-views of the year. And that is mind-blowing. Are you saying it's second to, I'm going to guess, SummerSlam? I'd probably say SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, Evolution. So I'll say three. And you could flip-flop it with... I don't know, man, because Hell in a Cell was strong, but I want to say Evolution was strong because there were so many good things about Evolution. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they got the winner right of Becky. Becky retained, which I was very happy about. Ronda obviously retained. Mm-hmm. Um, they got everybody who needed to win one. And you said it. You know, we thought that this was going to be a babyface heavy show. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's a difference between a babyface heavy show and then a show where almost every single match, if not every match, delivered. Well, okay. Um, we had Trish and Lee to win, babyface. Yes. Um, Nia Jax. Won. Nia Jax at the time was a babyface. I think she still is. She kind of still is. Yeah. Uh, the Mae Young Classic, I don't even know if there was really a bunch of heels and baby faces. To me, that was a babyface, babyface match anyway. Yep. Tony Storm. Um, Sasha Bailey and Natalia, babyfaces won. And Ronda. Um, and Ronda won. So really, the only two heels that won were... Baszler and Becky. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because again... Two biggest heels in the in the women's division. And again, my whole premise was... If you're not going to move Baszler up to the main roster, mm-hmm. then you have to put the title back on her. And that's exactly what they did. And that's what they did. They got the Listen, they got everything right with the exception of the Battle Royal. And even then, if you like you can't <sighs> yeah, really be that's... mad at seeing Ronda versus Nia Jax again because let's be honest, they killed it at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I just I just figured that they were going to do somebody to get Charlotte and Becky away from each other for right. a while because to me they, um, that's the money feud. Well, and plus, uh, Charlotte lost in a last woman standing match. For now, that feud is over. Right. And by the way, the AJ Joe feud would be over if Daniel Bryan was still at the show and didn't have his match on SmackDown. And they had to have a haphazard opponent for AJ Styles at Crown Jewel. Right. Which we'll get to, by the way, very short in, in very short order. Mm-hmm. But the Charlotte-Becky feud, to me, is over right now it is so it would make more sense to, to give have somebody else somebody else them. right have that shot yes. so that's that's just me. which by the way i think part of the reason like they should be very they should consider themselves lucky that we're up at survivor series because you wouldn't be able to find a credible challenger for becky that soon after you just did that to be sure. honest with you because there's nobody else on the women's roster on smackdown that can go ahead and match up with becky that's not Charlotte. I don't even think Carmella can do that right now. Um, so they should consider themselves lucky that we have Survivor Series. And one thing I wanted to tell you, I know it irritates you, the fact that she has the I'm the man shirt. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like it either, but she was screaming that right after the match ended. But what I was going to say is instead of having I'm the man, what she's – if you've been seeing any of her promos lately, she, said, she always calls herself you know, the champ, the champ, the champ, the champ, the champ, the mm-hmm. champ. Right? Okay. Having I'm the champ shirt. I think that's awesome. I'd be totally on board with that. Yeah, I wonder if there's a small gimmick infringement because John Cena's catchphrase is the champ is here. They're both in WWE. WWE uh, owns that. It'd be stupid. If that if it was truly in a gimmick infringement, which I totally understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but if it totally was, then Becky wouldn't be calling wouldn't be saying, Hey, it's the champ and the champ is taking over chap Snapchat. Look, I just I just remember an interview that That's, JTG that was a terrible did. Becky Lynch yeah, impersonation. I'm awful. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to Rebecca Qu- uh, I just Rebecca remember Qu- an article where JTG accidentally said like like hustle, loyalty, and respect in like a random interview and he got his glasses merch taken away. Because it's he mentioned stupid. that. It's dumb. That's so stupid. This is also the same guy that uh, was beaten by Santino Morella on several occasions. So, what does he know? 
Plus, he was also in a tag team called Crime Time where they spelled it with Y's instead of I's, and their gimmick was that they stole from people. Yeah. Just saying. Hey. Little racist WWE. Uh, it's not the first. It won't be the last. No, I'm well aware. So, uh, do you have anything else to add, or, or, or shall we go to Crown Jewel? No, I'll, all i got to say is kudos to the women. Did a great Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Oh, and again, I, I, I will admit, fully admit... I was wrong. We both were. I was wrong. Well, well actually, I shouldn't say that we both were. I, it, you said it was going to be a good pay-per-view. I said there's no, going to be said, a good match. That, I said that what, what was going to happen was that they half-assed the show, mm-hmm. or the booking of the show, but the women were going to show up and perform, that I wouldn't be surprised. And you were basically on board with that because you look at the talent that was on that show. Mm-hmm. You've got Sasha Banks. You've got Bailey, You've got Natalia. You've obviously got Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You've got... Trish Stratus and Lita, who are Hall of Famers. Mickey James is a future Hall of Famer. You've got, they've got lots of talent. They they got, and, and then you've got Ronda. And let's be honest, Nikki's a future Hall of Famer, and she's much better than people give her credit for. And by the way, Brie played a great role in that match, by the way. Let's not take away from the fact that Brie didn't show up to. Brie did great. All in all, you knew that they were going to show up, and it just happened to be on WWE. And the women basically... They were the saving grace towards WWE because they're the ones that made this pay-per-view extremely watchable. So kudos to them. There it is. There we go. So let's go ahead and talk about the most controversial pay-per-view well, possibly ever. Okay. So not to get into the politics of what's going on. Right. However, um, they have chosen to go forward with the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view known as Crown Jewel, which I believe is happening... At some point, by the time you listen to this, it'll actually probably already be airing. Ooh, I'm gonna have to. This tomorrow in the morning. I'm gonna have to throw this up before that pay per view goes on air. Yes, that's gonna be a little bit tough. But if anybody can do it, it's the J Man. There you go. All right. Um. So, uh, first things first. John Cena and Daniel Bryan are both not going to be at this show. Correct. John Cena was in the WWE World Cup match. He has been replaced by Bobby Lashley. Uh, And Daniel Bryan is no longer in the WWE title match against AJ Styles. He has been replaced by Samoa Joe after uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had a WWE title match on the last SmackDown. By the way, (coughs) barn burner of a WWE title match. Good match. Go watch. Yep. Go watch. Um, And they did the angle. The first part of that promo was kind of haphazard, and then they kind of backed their way into it, and Shane came out, and they fixed it, and they had a good match. So... Um, this show added a pre-show match that I was made aware of today because I'm assuming they added it today. Correct. That would be Shinsuke and Rusev. We will get to that in our prediction segment. It is for the United States Championship, and because it was done last minute, there's not really much to discuss except for the fact that they're putting Shinsuke and Rusev on the pay-per-view. And it's on the kickoff show. Yes. So, uh, there is a tournament that takes up... Lots of matches on this card. That is the WWE World Cup matches. And if I'm not mistaken, how many matches are on the card if you t- including I see 12. Woo! That's a lot more than I expected. So if you take out the World Cup matches, uh-huh. should have like six, there would right? be five matches on okay. this card. Not including the US title match or including the US title match. So including the US title. So so we have the US title match. Yeah. We have the vacant Universal Championship match. We have the, the WWE, title WWE title match. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And then we have the Old Guys Tag Match. Oh. 
I keep forgetting that that match is going to happen. It's probably going to main event this show. So, um, with that said, yeah. Um, again, I don't want to dwell on this. Simply, John Cena and Daniel Bryan chose to not go. Um, and WWE allowed them to do it. That is their choice. And for the guys that are sticking it out and want to go, That's that their is also too. their choice. Listen, it basically comes down to... John Cena and Daniel Bryan believed that what's going on in the with the Saudi Arabian government, they're not okay with. And then the other guys that are going, they're like, listen, we totally respect it. But at the end of the day, I need to make money. And it's a bit, you know, they're making a lot of money. Randy Orton's making a lot of money. AJ Styles is going to make a lot of money. Clearly, Taker, all Kane, those guys, Triple H and Shawn Michaels are all making big money on this. And so... It's not one of those money drives the world things, but at the same time, WWE is employing them. And if w- Randy said it best, if they want me to go to Saudi, I'll go to Saudi. That just that shows loyalty. But I'm not saying that John Cena and Daniel Bryan aren't loyal. They very much are. It's just they have beliefs, and everybody can choose how they want to go about their stuff. And that's it. Um, the other thing that has uh, obviously changed is the fact that um, Shane McMahon cut a promo. Before the main event tag match between the four SmackDown guys and said, whoever makes the finals of the World Cup, if you lose, you'll be fired from SmackDown. And McMahon family drama begins now. So, uh, I, th- I honestly think we should just jump right into this. Let's do it. Um, so, let's get the... Okay, here's here's how I want to do the predictions for the World Cup. Okay. Um, instead of making seven predictions, we will make five. Okay. I realize that doesn't seem like a big change, but basically because there are four first round matches announced, you will pick the winners of those and then pick who you think will win and who he will beat. Fair enough. Um, and you can play into storyline driven, whether it's a SmackDown guy winning or a Raw guy winning, potential there. Whether this means anything to you or nothing to you, that is how we will pick those. I think it's going to depend on who's in the final is what it means. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, so we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. That is the pre-show match. It is a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. The United States Heavyweight Championship. Yes, uh, which... The last time I had actually heard it called that way, it was a belt on WCW program. That is correct. I just figured I'd go ahead and bring back the history. Which, what a glorious history it was, and still is. Um, so, uh, with this in mind, mm-hmm. Survivor Series, once again, is going with the Raw versus SmackDown theme. Yes. Which means we are probably going to see a U.S. versus Intercontinental title match. That's already been announced as of right now. And right now that is Nakamura versus Rollins. Uh, I would presume we are going to have World Champion versus Universal Champion. I'm sorry, WWE Champion versus Universal Champion. I know what you meant, but yeah. I presume we are going to have Tag Champions versus Tag Champions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to have Ronda versus Becky. Boy, oh boy. And then we're going to have probably a women's Survivor Series match and a men's Survivor Series match. That's yeah. probably what's going to happen on that show. So with that said, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev for the United States heavyweight title. Who do you got and why? So here's the thing. Um, if WWE is looking for the best possible wrestling match, mm-hmm. 
As much as I love Rusev, and I do, I very much do love him. Machka. Machka. Rusev Crush. Um, he's a great wrestler. Um, we have seen Rollins and Rusev, if I am not mistaken. Not on this particular stage, but we have seen Rollins and Rusev in some capacity. Um, what we have not seen has been Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura is on the same level of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Shinsuke Nakamura is not on the same level as he was just seven months ago, but he still is one of the better wrestlers on the roster, and he is one of those guys who the wrestling community thinks of him very, very highly, and you'd have to be stupid to not think that Shinsuke versus Rollins is not going to be a barn burner because it very much is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, considering that Shinsuke Nakamura's U.S. title reign has been absolutely garbage since he won the U.S. title from Jeff Hardy, and by the way, that's it's not, not really his fault. By it's the way. not his fault, but at the same time, Jeff Hardy couldn't even make the title relevant. I mean, the U.S. title to me hasn't been relevant since John Cena was last wearing it. I'll be completely honest with it's you. It's bold. Uh, you know what? You're right. It is bold. I apologize. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles actually did some good stuff with the U.S. title. So from that point, it hasn't been really relevant. So that's since last summer. With that being said, if they want to continue on this role that Rusev has kind of been on over the past few months, they'd be stupid not to give the title to Rusev. However, I don't think they're going to do that yet. And I think that they do want to give us Shinsuke versus Rollins. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be Nakamura who defends the title. Um, I think that I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, we saw Rusev beat Aiden English last week. Okay. Um, we Everybody seems to think that rivalry is over. I don't think it's anywhere clear to being anywhere near close to being over. Um, I think Aiden English makes his presence felt in Saudi Arabia. And I think that Nakamura nails him with a Kinshasa after a distraction from Aiden English. All right, so you have Shinsuke retaining. I do have Shinsuke retaining with with a distraction from Aiden English. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go much faster. Shinsuke has done nothing with the belt, and they threw this together at the last second. Yes. Shinsuke is retaining. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, because I'm doing this in basically most or least important to most important. Yeah. We have the Bar versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team. Sorry, the SmackDown World Tag Team Championships. Is that the actual name of it now? Well, since we're going with World on on everything else, so fair enough. So it's so it's the Universal World Title. It's the uh, so Universal Heavyweight Title, according to Paul Heyman. Uh, well, perhaps uh, perhaps Brock Lesnar will come out. Um, so the Bar recently uh, won the tag team titles after Big Show turned heel, right? Um, and uh, Big Show is very much uh, a part of this uh, conglomerate. The New Day have three people, and now the bar has three people. Yeah. They they opened up a, a lounge called The Big Show. It's a big show. Exactly. I just came Here up tonight. with that on the fly. I love it, dude. Too love sweet, it. me dog. Yes. They opened up a lounge in the bar. It's called The Big Show. It's oh! There you go. Well, it's the big slow. I'm just saying. Nice. Uh, so... Here's what I will tell you, um, because I want to spend more time on other matches. 
Um, they could do this one of two ways. They could just put the belts back on the New Day, which wouldn't make a ton of sense. And Six-time tag team champions is way too now, much. Now, if they're going to do a tag team match between the two uh, tag champions, it would be easier to have the New Day be the champions at that time because there are more heel groups on Raw for them to feud with. Although, if babyface heel doesn't matter for that match, or if they're not even doing that match, I would just have the bar retained. So, I will say... Cesaro, uh, actually, because this is a caveat for all New Day matches, I'm going to assume Big E and Woods are going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think Cesaro's going to pin Woods. Oh, so you're still having the, the, the bar retained? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I am. I thought that you were going to really go with the New Day. because I was Clearly, gonna... I was going to say that the Ascension were going to get involved and somehow <laughs> uh, enter into the match. I was going to uh, say, they, 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 they all of a sudden, Shane McMahon made the trade to go ahead and bring the Ascension over to SmackDown once again. Yes, and uh, all he had to do was uh, trade uh, Kurt Hawkins. I was going to go ahead and say he just needed to trade Baron Saxon, but this is cool. I Baron you, Saxon, you Byron, mean? You mean Byron? That I I apologize. Can I mean, we just can we just trade Graves and just put him on Raw and then just have some other person in a booth and on on SmackDown? Can we just can we just bring somebody else? I mean, I suppose. Tell you what, here's an idea. I just came up with it on the fly. Okay. Trade Corey Graves to Raw. Immediately promote Jeremy Borash to commentary because he's because he's with that company now. Borash is awesome on commentary. If you didn't hear it on TNA, you missed out. Something to think about. Thank God. Thank God this company doesn't have Josh Matthews. He's terrible. Terrible. All right, pick your winner so we can move on. Fair enough. Bar. Bar. The bar. bar. The bar. The pastiest man on earth. We don't set Mr. the bar. Hashtag. We are or the bar. The bar. Yeah. By, By the, the way, way, go no, ahead. No, no. No, no. Go ahead. I just, I just need to say this, and I'm not going to stop saying it until I actually see it. Becky Lynch. Finn Balor and Sheamus need to create a stable and it needs to be, I don't know what, but they just need to be awesome. You bring in Cesaro and it would be amazing and just have them run roughshod over WWE for the next two years. Oh no, somehow that group would be labeled as racists, so. They wouldn't be because they would have somebody from Switzerland, so they just wouldn't be Irish. So you're saying they'd be neutral? Yes. So we could just call them the bankers. Great. Cool. Great stable. In fact, actually, horrible stable. Don't ever book. I'm just saying. Anyway, so... I'm the, going with the bar, for sure. By so, the, yeah. okay. and, but I will say that they are going to be Big E and X as well. I don't think uh, Kofi's wrestling. I've been or, wrong or, before. Or or it's Kofi and X. But I don't see Kofi and Big E being the team. Okay. Um, I can't believe I am saying this, but unfortunately... It is the next most relevant thing on this show, and that's the WWE title match. Uh, it, it pains me. Now, the only reason I say that is because... It was thrown together. It was thrown week. together at the last second. As we said before, Daniel Bryan, not at this show. Samoa Joe, who has been beaten summarily by AJ Styles, or at least had, there was some finality to it. I'm sorry. We thought it was... I mean, it was a no count out, no disqualification match that happened. And AJ just won. Yeah. Yeah. He made him tap out to the calf crusher. He did. So, this was thrown together. Um, AJ Styles has been champion for 384 days. No, uh, 350 some odd days. Because okay. so I think next week it'll be his one year. Okay. Yeah. So, um, CM Punk's record is 434 days. Correct. Of the modern era. 
Um, the only guys that wore the title longer than he did were guys named Hogan, San Martino, Backland, yeah. and Pedro Morales. And I'm pretty sure, did Diesel hold it for a while too? Diesel held it for a year. Okay. And John Cena held it for 380-something days before he injured his pec. Correct. So, Which he um, probably would have gone on for longer. Given that time frame, yes, it would have. Yeah. Actually. Um, so there is no reason if your storyline is he's going to hold the belt for the long period of time and surpass that record. Uh, there's no reason to stop the momentum. Um, I realize that at this point, Joe losing another match doesn't really matter. Um, I think it still hurts him bad. But at the but. same time, this was not a match that was supposed to happen anyway. I think everybody knows that and and, and recognizes that. So I will just say that uh, even though it will probably be a decent match, at no point will I actually believe that Samoa Joe is going to win. So I will confidently, as my uh, lock of the week, so to speak, uh, say that AJ Styles is going to retain his WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. You know, it's bold, but unfortunate that you would call it the lock of the week. But, I mean, I just don't see it going any other way. Um, I Because they're throwing... I understand that they're throwing it last minute, but that doesn't necessarily mean that can't, they can't give a gimmick to this match. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't think going with another one-on-one match, uh, I don't think it does this match any favors whatsoever. And, obviously, you can't go with another no, de- no disqualification, no count-out match because they just had that at Super Showdown. So you'd have to come up with a different gimmick, and they only have clearly, hours left. Clearly, you're saying they need to make it an inferno match. I love it. I'm oh, just you're very yeah, absolutely. Or or um, what was one? Of, or a House of Horrors match? Is that what they would? Oh uh, no, let's just go with the Gulf of Mexico match and call it a night. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Fair enough. But listen, I'm I'm going with Styles, uh, hitting phenomenal forearm for the win. Um, I love Samoa Joe, and I still think he's going to be WWE champion at some point. I don't know when that point is coming. All right. I have to show you this, and the audience will not see this. I want you to genuinely tell me your first thought when you see this picture I'm about to show you. (laughs) The hell is Kane doing? So the picture I just showed him was the promotional picture which is, of course, DX and the Brothers of Destruction. Right. So, Michaels, with his weird grin on his face, Triple H with that weird, let's go throw the ball outside smile, because I've got a great family. It's uh, that smile, I feel like, it's his uh, senior picture. And he's like, I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then you have The Undertaker, who, of course, is the dead man, so he's got a dead face. Right. Of course, because he's been dead all these years. Right. Happy Halloween. And then, and then you have, and then you have, uh, and then you have the mayor of Knoxville just smiling with his mask on. It's actually, it's actually quite funny. It is. All that's missing now is, uh, is him coming out and telling our truth that he's not even in a ladder match. <laughs> I, 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 to this day, love this. Oh. Also, side note, before we continue, because yes. we just picked our WWE title match, Hulk Hogan's going to be at this show. I know you hate it, I but... I, uh, again, I don't hate it. It's just... No, it's okay. You can you can say that you don't like Hulk Hogan. It's okay. 
or or as the or as the sign would read, Hull Kogan. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna say oh, this. No. I'm just gonna say this once. Okay. Hulk Hogan, this is your last chance. No more saying stupid stuff. No more disrespecting half the locker room. That's it. You show up. You do your job. You be the best ambassador that you can be because you've always been a great ambassador for this sport. And don't disrespect anybody. And you will be loved again. I'm sure you're going to get a wonderful reception tomorrow. You will. I'm sure you are. Because he's Hulk Hogan. Because he's Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. But people don't forget, bro. It's going to be on the back of everybody's mind. Just don't say anything stupid and you'll be perfectly fine. I've already forgiven you. I don't want to have to re-forgive you again and not be able to do so. He's he's in his <laughs> mid-60s, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, I would have to check that. Right yeah. around there. He's definitely in his 60s. Getting up there. He's mm-hmm. getting up there. What I don't want is the day that Hulk Hogan dies... To not be able to think of anything good about him. Well, there are lots of good things you can think about. There's a lot of great things that you can think about him. You're absolutely correct. But I don't want to go ahead and have a bad taste in my mouth the day that he passes. Because he couldn't keep his mouth shut and couldn't not say the right things. So here's here's my challenge to you. You need to forever see him as uh, Terry Balea. The man who came out in a black vest wearing F-U-N-B. FU New Blood in WCW 2000 because you don't attack the man, Terry Balea. Also, you can think of his match with uh, with the one and only Billy Kidman where he threw him in a dumpster. <laughs> and then and then you can think of him uh, winning the world title after Jeff Jarrett laid down because Vince Russo decided to go into business for himself. These are all memories that I could just go on and on about. What I'm saying is that Hulk Hogan... Regardless of what you think of him personally, in this realm, yes, this business, this industry would not be where it is today without him. I, I get that, and I'm so, fully, I, I fully understand it, and I fully embrace it. Hulk Hogan is the godfather of modern day professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan is the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. He sure is. He is. I mean, at the end of the day, when you most people are going to tell you that the Mount Rushmore of professional it wrestling... It starts with him. It starts with him, Stone Cold, possibly The Rock, and then it'll intertwine between multiple people on that Rushmore. Jinder Mahal, naturally. Clearly. Um, <laughs> clearly, or The Ascension, so you can go ahead and have... No, no, no. Connor and Victor's faces molded together, just like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, and face off. Oh, uh, no, that... That's that that is a that is an insult towards the ascension. There's also an insult towards the movie Face Off. How dare you hate that movie? <laughs> I don't hate that movie. You're talking about I love that movie. It's a great movie. Next you're gonna tell me that you fall asleep at night to the movie Broken Arrow. John Woo, dude. John Woo killing the game. Christian Slater. By the way, fun fact, uh Christian's TNA name, Christian Cage, he thought of because of the actors Christian Slater and Nick Cage. Really? Not joking. And his real name is Jason. Jay uh, Riso. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, from from or he's he's built from Tampa, Florida, by way of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, because he wants to be a CLB, but also be an American. I'm just saying. Yeah. I These mean, are the little things. Ben, well, Benoit was uh, was always Edmonton. Announced. From he was from Edmonton, but they'd say, but now residing in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Yes. So either you freaking pick the fact that you're from Edmonton or you go, you stick with Atlanta. Yes. What the heck? All right. So yeah. uh, <laughs> how do we get onto that? Because because it's Hogan. the show. Yeah. I love Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean, he's is. just he's he's uh, one of the greatest. So we really only have three other things to talk about. Yeah. So because the last two are going to be essentially the main events of the show, which they should be. Yeah. We can say which one should go on last. And actually, I will not be surprised if the World Cup Finals ends up being near the very end of the show as well. Maybe not yeah. in the dead spot. It's going to be tricky on placement because I think they have to start with it, but they I think can't that the end main show is going to start with one of the tournaments. It will. Yeah. It Don't will. be surprised. Okay, we'll, we'll get. We'll, so let's let's talk about DX versus Brothers of Destruction first. Okay. Let's do that. So that probably will be the main event of the show. Which is really unfortunate. Um, we had Triple H, your boy. He is my boy. Uh, beat The Undertaker yeah. at uh, Triple at H Super is Showdown. one of those guys that deserves to be on that Mount Rushmore. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I'm saying that he will be. No, no, no. See, see, in the realm of Triple H, he would, he would take apart the Mount Rushmore and he would reconstruct it with his sledgehammer involving all of his different personas, which of course would be like seven of them. So it would be Hunter Hearst Helmsley as one. The other one would be... Uh, COO, COO, Triple H. And then the first version of Triple H with, with Teen Generation X. It's my time! It's my time! <laughs> that theme song. Yes, and then it'll be... And then uh, there's also the game. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, uh, the, the, the game theme song mm -hmm. that was uh, by the guys that played the Degeneration X theme. Then there's also the King of Kings. There's the King of Things. The King of King, Kings. Right. And then the there's King. also then there's also the Cerebral Assassin. Correct. There's also the Reign of Terror, Triple yep. H. There's also the Evolution, Triple H. Yep. There's also... Authority, Triple H. Well, that's the King of Kings. Oh, NXT Babyface, Triple H. There's also the Cruiserweight Champion, <laughs> Triple H, as well. We had this whole joke going before about how he could literally own every belt in the country. Triple H or War on SmackDown Women's Champion. All right. What was the... Uh, oh, yeah. It was going to be... The next NXT TakeOver was going to be called Reign of Terror. Yes. Then it was going to be called uh, Two Man Power Trip, which, of course, would be sexist. And so they'd the have to be a two-woman power trip. Correct. Then a, then a two-person uh, power trip. Right. And then the last one would be <laughs> NXT Game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, oh man! So we have the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. That's how we got here. Yeah. So this is the Double Durham podcast. I guess. I guess here's here's the thought process. Yeah. If the idea is Triple H goes and feuds with Batista because they've already planted that seed. Yeah. Kane goes to being a real life government official at some point. He needs to start running them. And they decide to do Undertaker versus Michaels again, which that's a whole other story that I'm sure at least one of us here at this table could rant about them never doing again. Right. But if that's their plan, mm -hmm. that's fine. Do you get there by DX winning or do you get there by the Brothers of Destruction winning? Well, here's the thing. We were just talking about this the other day. It's like, are you sure you're willing to go ahead and put over Sean, over Taker, when you just, uh, you know, please, yes. Um, Sean over Taker, when Triple H just went over. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the question. And it begs the question, it's like, well, hold on for one second. Should, oh, thank you very much. Should you have gone ahead and put over Triple H over Undertaker and Australia? 
This is the Triple H Revival Tour where he's getting all of his wins back because, you know, he needs to right all of the wrongs of his career. So clearly he needs to just pin Kane. And clearly he's going to end up pinning Rollins. He's going to end up pinning Daniel Bryan. He will also pin Kane and try and merge the two titles that he doesn't have. The heavyweight title and the Intercontinental Which, title. So he's going to re- resurrect the World Heavyweight Championship is what you're saying. They did it once before where Bischoff literally gave him the belt. Why not? He can just come out on television and say, I'm the World Heavyweight Champion. Well, listen, I'm starting to think that the Universal title is cursed, so that's no problem with me at all. Having a little problems over there. Sorry, that Coca-Cola was delicious. The uh, the uh, the World Heavyweight title, that being the big gold belt. The that one was my that, favorite uh, one. The one that uh, Flair wore, also the one that Stang wore. Yeah. Hulk also Hogan. the one that uh, your boy Lex Luger wore. Why is Lex Luger all of a sudden my boy? <laughs> hey, you you told me in a private conversation that you wanted your own Lex Express. You wanted to call it like the J-Man Express or something. I thought it was a bad idea, but, you know, <laughs> for all I know, you know, <laughs> you were going to deck it out in some weird colors. You were basically, basically, your, your whole conceptual idea was basically the Lucha House Party on Wheels. <laughs> And look, I thought it was a weird idea, but conceptually, it might work. Hey, you know what? I would take the heavyweight title and I'd write JWO and brown spray paint on that title. Brown. Not in black. Brown. Brown. Brown pride. Yes. Since since that's what we need, racism <laughs> rampant <laughs> and out in front of you. I'm the brown champion. What are you? Oh, you're just a white champion. Yeah, that's what we need on our WWE programming. If Becky Lynch can say that she's the man, I can say that. It's I'm... stupid. <laughs> it's absolutely stupid. I don't care if I'm in the minority. It's dumb. No, you're not in the minority. I just agreed with oh, you. Oh, and also, uh, just another side note, and by the way, we're still on DX versus Brothers of Destruction. We I are. know that this... Diff- we haven't even picked our winners yet, by the way. So, uh, it's, it's, it's just the whole mixed match challenge. Yeah. They did a chop-off between Charlotte and Lana. Mm-hmm. So then Charlotte just chopped Rusev at the end of it. Because that's cool, right? Because that's cool. Renee Young on commentary during a uh, Jinder and Alicia Fox versus Braun and Ember Moon match. By the Ember way, this Moon, is not on Renee Young. This is on the writers. No. Go ahead. Ember Moon breaks up a pin. Oh, she broke up a pin. Jinder Mahal grabs her leg to break up a pin, and it's like the worst atrocity in the world. That he touched her in a match. Mm. You can't have it both ways, WWE. You either say there's no man-on-woman violence, which, by the way, I'm okay with, and then don't let the women just assault the men, or you have free reign, and it's that type of show where you don't really do it, and you just say you don't do it, Mm -hmm. you don't draw attention to it, and you don't say that there's a double standard and men can do certain things, and... Women can do certain things that men can't do. Right. Stop! I have enough of it in my life. And I'm not even married! Okay. DX versus Brothers of Destruction. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, no. You know exactly where I'm coming from, too. I do. Okay. Yes. That is not a slight against married people. I'm simply saying I get it. Okay? That's all. For the record... Love the hell out of my wife. Just Good. throwing that out there. I didn't say you didn't. No, I know. I'm just making sure right, she ever so, listens to this podcast. So so for this not to turn into my rant hour, I'm picking the Brothers of Destruction. I'm picking Undertaker to pin Triple H. With a tombstone. In the middle of the ring. Clean! 
And then Michaels can be like, "Ee, I can beat him at WrestleMania and I'll make Undertaker put his career on the line. And then after he re- made me retire, I'll make him retire. Since that makes sense. And they both won't retire. No, and then they will, but then they'll show up in some weird dream sequence with Bray Wyatt. Don't ask me how it works. This is the world of wrestling. Nothing makes sense, ever. It's true. TNA just proved that to us two weeks ago. There was a coffin into another dimension. It was awesome, and yet horrible at the same time. Brothers of Destruction win. Undertaker pins Triple H. I'm going to... Because you're not going to pin Michaels. That would be a horrible idea. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's his first match back. They're paying don't the pin the mayor. Well, that, I think they are. I think they are. And I think it's going to be Shawn Michaels who gets the pin. Unbelievable. I, I really do think that. It bald, just, bald pinning bald. Really? Shawn Michaels, please just try and grow your hair back. By the way. You look like an idiot. Do you realize that The Undertaker has the most hair of anybody in that match? That is an accurate assessment. And he's easily got the stringiest hair of all of them. And that's saying something because Shawn Michaels had some pretty stringy hair. By the way, if you have not seen the trailer for the Marine Six... With Becky Lynch giving a roundhouse kick to Shawn Michaels' That's face. probably why his hair fell off. Gold. <laughs> Gold. Let me tell you that right now. Gold. I watched old WWE programming movie trailers. All of them, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Watch that trailer. And I had forgotten that in the Marine 5, Curtis Axel was the axe man holding an axe. Bo Dallas with his long hair. Naomi as a weird bartender. It was weird. Plus, Maurice was in it. God, this company is annoying and hilarious at the same time. Make your pick for God's sake. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because... Actually, I thought you just picked Michael's pen cane. Yeah, I I, th- I, th- I think that's what they should do. I just don't know if that is what they're going to do. I mean, listen, Triple H just beat the dead man at Super Showdown. Your boy. Yeah, that's my boy. Um... But it would make sense if Taker and Kane got the win back. Mm-hmm. You know? And Triple H is the only guy in this entire feud who can actually eat the pin because he's the most active one of the four. He is. And he can actually legitimately... Because... Uh, Undertaker's going to pin Shawn Michaels. Wow. I'm, t- I'm picking the Brothers of Destruction. In that is that is almost as bold as saying Kane pinning Shawn Michaels. No. If, if I the just Brothers don't see Shawn, I just don't see Shawn Michaels getting pinned in his first match back. I, I don't see it. But maybe you're right, and maybe uh, maybe this is the swerve. It would just be because then this they would have both thing lost. Is, but here, this whole <laughs> thing is revolving around Sean. So either you have Sean pin Taker, or you have Taker pin Sean. I think that. Triple H and Kane are just, in this particular match, mm-hmm. are just pieces to the puzzle. Well, they were at Super Showdown, and then they got involved, so that's, right. that's how we got there. But, so. I mean, this whole thing is surrounded by the fact, oh, it's Shawn Michaels' first match in eight years, but this whole thing is Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. So why don't you have it be between them? So either... If it's really between the two of them, you either have Taker pin Michaels or you pin you have Michaels pin Taker. All right, so what's your final pick? I'm going to go with the Brothers of Destruction over Degeneration X. With who pinning who? I'm going to say Taker's going to pin Michaels. All right. Which is crazy. But there you go. I've got I've got Taker pinning Triple H. He's got Taker pinning 
Michaels. It'll probably be Kane pinning Triple H. Knowing my luck. It would be amazing if that were to happen. Somehow, some way. Actually, uh, well, no. I won't go there. Uh, so, the two hardest things to predict on this show. As if DX versus Brothers of Destruction was not difficult to make. Uh, I think we should do World Cup first. Mm-hmm. So, there are four matches, two yes. on Raw and two on SmackDown. That is correct. I, I have kept my picks secret. As have I. All right. Yeah. So, um, here is what I'm going to do. Uh, I think we just need to go match by match. Yes. We have Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, I am here to tell you right now that I actually am going on the belief that John Cena was booked to go very far in this tournament. Now, with that logic in hand, mm-hmm. and with the way they are booking things, and his opponent, mm-hmm. I think it would be foolish for Bobby Lashley to lose this match. It would be foolish? Yes. Wow, okay. Because there's an easy out for Rollins to lose. Ambrose can screw him out of the win. Uh, okay. You're building Bobby Lashley as this monster heel figure with an annoying manager. Who basically calls him like the great Lashley, Lashley. That's actually a pretty good impression of Leo Rush. Appreciate it. I've been working on it for the past few weeks. That's well, you've got the annoying part down. <laughs> Just so, which by the way, you told me Vince is very high on him. Not not surprised because Vince would probably find that like hysterical. Yeah. So, um, you have an easy out for Rollins to be out of the tournament right. because it wouldn't make sense for Ambrose to screw him in the finals. It would make sense for Ambrose Sorry. to just screw him in the first match. And if you're saying that Lashley's going to be a credible part of your Raw roster, you have to have him start beating people. Now, this is also my notion that this tournament means anything. Right. Okay. Which I'm of that notion that this is not just about, this is not just a tournament to do a tournament. I have which a feeling that may that, be the case. I have a feeling that the winner of this tournament will get a world title shot sooner rather than later. Wouldn't be surprised. So, if that's the case, um, Rollins has two belts right now. He's bound to lose both of them very soon. He's probably going to lose one, if not both of them, soon. He's kind of mentally drained as a character between the fact that one of his brothers may never wrestle again and the other one just turned on him. Right. Seth Rollins ain't winning this match. I'm picking Bobby Lashley. Interesting. Because we were talking about this off-air, that if you want to build Bobby Lashley as a mega heel on Raw, perfect way to go about it is having to run roughshod through this entire tournament, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that Bobby Lashley will be an integral part of Raw over the months to come. However, as much as I agree with your logic of Ambrose screwing over Rollins at the beginning, I think he'll end up screwing him... I don't want to go ahead and give myself away too much, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to say Rollins is going to beat Lashley in this first round. All right. Okay. So Just because that's... it's a baby face. And actually, I'll give you the rest of it once we get to the next match. Okay. Yeah. We have Angle and Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, Angle's been actually cutting some very good promo work, saying that uh, he wants to win this tournament. He wants to be the best. Uh, Ziggler cut his normal promo of saying that he's underappreciated and that he thinks he's the best. Well, because all of it is true. Uh, I'm going to make a very bold prediction. I think Kurt Angle's going to get him in the ankle lock very quickly, and oh. I think he's going to win. Oh. 
Really? You think they're gonna I think this is going to be a very quick match. That would really piss me off because these are two of the best wrestlers we've ever seen. Now, the reason I say that is because Angle can't go that if long. Kurt Angle's going to wrestle twice, nah. uh I I I There are two schools of thought here. If I have him facing Lashley in the second round, I could have that match go very short and Lashley just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> or I could have Angle get a fluke win on Ziggler and then have him and Lashley, who have had competitive matches in the past, they have a competitive match. Mm. Angle's a credible opponent, even though he's very broken. That gives another quality opponent for Lashley to go up against. Kurt Angle's the bigger name of the two guys. I think you're going to have Kurt Angle at least go to the second round of this tournament. Ziggler can afford another pinfall. Plus, again, that, that attributes to the character of him being a weak link. Yeah. Which, by the way, they've basically continued for some time now. Yes. So, again, storyline-wise and match-wise and this show-wise, I'm picking Kurt Angle to win the first his first match against Dolph Ziggler. See, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that Kurt Angle is going to go ahead and beat Dolph Ziggler. However, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a quick match because I think WWE realizes, and you know this, you just, and I get the reason why you're saying it's going to end quickly is because... There's no way that there's no, just no way that Kurt Angle's going to wrestle 40 minutes in a in a and what Kurt Angle's not wrestling three times tonight everybody. It's not going to happen. There, there's no way that that's happening. You know, I don't He may only even wrestle once. Yeah. But he ain't wrestling three times. But I will tell you this. I'm sure WWE realizes that Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle is no joke. And I think that we'll at least get 10 minutes of them two going at it very, very good. I think that at some point, Zig, this is what I think is going to happen. Ziggler's going to try and go for the super kick. And Kurt's going to catch it and put in the vice grip ankle lock and make him tap. But I think it's going to go ahead and be a hard-fought 10 minutes. Okay. Look, they have they have a lot of stuff to get through on this show. They do. They have, they have 12 matches. They have seven of these tournament matches. I'm I'm telling you, some of these matches are going to be quick. Yeah, no, I agree. The first, the opening matches, yeah, for sure, they'll be a little bit quicker. They're going to be quick. Yeah. All right. So you have Rollins and Angle in the Raw semifinal. Yes. We'll get back to Raw in a second. SmackDown side, we have Jeff Hardy versus The Miz in one semifinal. I will let you start the SmackDown side since I took the lead on the Raw side. Is, is it Jeff Hardy versus The Miz? I thought it was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton in the first round. It is not. It oh, is okay. actually Rey Mysterio and Orton, I believe, are wrestling each other oh, in okay. the other first round. Um, Jeff will, Hardy versus The Miz I will, is a... Yes, it is. It is Jeff Hardy and The Miz and Rey okay. Mysterio and Randy Orton. So right. Jeff Hardy and The Miz, who you got and why? Um, I'm going to go with The Miz. And I'll tell you why. Because... Oh, the fact that he's your boy. I mean, The Miz is my boy. I'll... Be happy to admit that, no problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, on a serious note, the Miz is in big plans of SmackDown. Okay, Miz is going to be champion in 2019. I'm telling you that right now. That's um, bold, but yeah. And hit as a wrestler, you have to have a heel. Ooh, you know what? Nope, I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy. I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy. Be- Switching his mind on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy just because of what I'm going to mention in the next match here in just a moment. Uh, I love The Miz, but Jeff, if we're going based off of storyline and blah, 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 then yes, it's got to be Jeff Hardy. I think it's going to be a shorter match because Jeff Hardy can't go for very long because he, if you if you think Kurt Angle is broken, um, I don't know how Jeff Hardy's still walking. I'll put it to you that way. So... 
I have a master plan, okay. and you will see it here at the very end of this. Jeff Hardy's winning this match. Um, you need a big superstar babyface name in yeah. this tournament. Um, because Kurt Angle is not going to wrestle three times, yeah. you have to get a babyface that people are going to be behind. Um, and with, again, as we go along, I will reveal my method to my madness. I think I know where you're going um, with this. Jeff Hardy's going to win this match. Okay. And this I expect to be... I expect this to be the most competitive first round match we have. I expect this match to constantly tell me either of them can win. And then Jeff Hardy will hit the twist of fate and Swanton and pin him. Interesting. Ray and Orton in the other SmackDown, or the other SmackDown preliminary match. Who you got and why? I'm going to go with Randy Orton, but here's my thing. I think this is going to be the most competitive match of the first round. Okay. Um, These two have not worked together in... A few years. It's been a while. Did they do a program with the two of them that was not right after the WrestleMania Rey Mysterio won the world title? They did a small program, but it's been a while, but... That was that awful Eddie's not in heaven gimmick. They should have never brought an Eddie Guerrero into that world title feud. Never. Uh, it's, look, that, that's that's on the company. So. No, I understand that. I agree. But I, they just should have never done that. So, but, hey, I, Orton, I, I don't think they've had a major feud since then. I agree. But so, it's been over a decade. There are two professionals mm-hmm. who, when you st- when you have... Uh, two both will be Hall of Famers, by the way. Oh, bye. You... Surefire. Mm-hmm. Surefire Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy's going to win this match. Okay. Because as much as people love Ray, Randy's Randy's the biggest hill on SmackDown. Okay. And it's not even close. Um, and, you know, I don't think that the Jeff Hardy-Randy Orton feud is quote-unquote over yet, unfortunately. Um, and I think that that's going to go ahead and be the second round matchup. It's going to be Hardy versus Orton. Okay. And, but I do I do believe strongly that Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton is going to be the most competitive match of the first round. Okay. Um, I'm going to go against my normal wrestling logic. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you Rey Mysterio is going to win this match. And you think it's going to be Babyface versus Babyface? I think, it, I think we are going to have three of our four people in the semis be Babyfaces. Because Angle's a Babyface. Right. So so my final four, my raw side is Lashley versus Angle and Hardy versus Mysterio. Uh, I will... I will make my pick, and I will tell you that I believe the finals are going to be Bobby Lashley versus Jeff Hardy. We are going to see Bobby Lashley win this tournament. Mm -hmm. We are going to see Jeff Hardy get fired from SmackDown. And we are write him off. And we are going to see the Hardys going to the Hall of Fame this year. I that I figured that's what you were planning on saying. Now, it may not be this year. I mean, they have done quick turnaround Hall of Fames. Uh, Edge retired, and he was put into the Hall of Fame right away. Shawn Michaels. Uh, I I believe Ric Flair was put into the Hall of Fame the night before. Yep. 
Um, Goldberg was went into the Hall of Fame the very next year. Yep. Uh, Eddie went into the Hall of Fame five months after passing. Yes. So yeah. they've done this before. Yeah. Um, Matt Hardy has basically all but said his career is over. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy is on his last leg. Yeah. Um, I think his last major bump was against Orton. Uh, and the only other thing I thought of, which was a bit more convoluted, which is why I went with this ending instead, mm-hmm. because ideally the 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 notion is that a SmackDown guy is going to win because if he loses, he's fired. Right. So my other option was Orton makes the finals, loses, and shows up on Raw. Hmm. SmackDown can't afford to lose Randy Orton, though. Ah, but then the other shoe drops because with Orton gone, SmackDown somehow remarkably ends up with Finn Balor on their roster. Finn Balor needs a spark immediately. Yeah, him going to SmackDown would yeah, do that. absolutely. Now, again, that's more convoluted. There's more moving parts there. I had... Now... For all I know, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna have somebody on SmackDown win this match, and that null then and that nullifies the whole loser gets fired gimmick. Right. My whole reason for Lashley winning is very simple. It's just a mega heel. You have him beat Rollins, yeah, credible win. You have him beat a angle. big name in Angle, credible win, right? Mm-hmm. Heel. Then you just have him beat Jeff Hardy, another credible, high profile. Big name babyface that people are going to cheer. And by the way, a heel is supposed to get booed in a match, which he will because it's Jeff Hardy. Right. One of the easiest people to feud with because Jeff Hardy's going to get cheered. Absolutely. Unless you're TNA and you try and turn him heel. I'm just saying. So that is my pick. Uh, I think that Bobby Lashley winning this tournament does him a lot of good. I am not saying other guys winning this tournament would not help them. I am saying if you are pushing Lashley as a big heel on Raw... You can't just haphazardly put him in this tournament and not have him win. Interesting. So, which could be all out the window if your predictions are right, because he'd be out in the first round. Thanks right, a lot, but, of Rollins. But here's the thing. So, I just said that on the Raw side, who I have right now is Angle versus Rollins. Yes. Um, I said that Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle is one of those matches that are like, whoa, we need to see this. Mm-hmm. If you think that's a big match that we need to see. Seth Rollins versus Kurt Angle is... But here's the problem. Kurt Angle can't wrestle that long. This is where we run into that issue. You know? And it's just not fair to us to only get six minutes worth of Seth Rollins versus Kurt Angle. Are we going to probably get that? Yeah, unfortunately. And here's the other thing. Seth Rollins, I don't even know if he can use the curb stomp on freaking Kurt Angle. No, that may be a match where uh, the, uh, what's that bomb he does? The buckle bomb is off No, limits. no, not that one. The uh, Oh, you mean the Phoenix Splash? No. The uh, the Falcon Arrow. Where he I wish they would use that as a credible way to pin people, and they don't. I agree. Same with uh, Zane's Blue Thunder Bomb. Yes! Oh my gosh, I've been wanting him to get rid of the Haluva Kick for forever in a day. Cause, cause, it's a stupid move. Because the because the because uh, the blue thunder bombs away. In fact, the haluva kick is a better setup move. Yeah, it is. It's it's um, 
To me, the Haluva kick is as much of a setup move as the Broski boot was for Zack Ryder. I know I just referenced Zack Ryder in a Broski boot, but you get my point. I do, absolutely. I think the Haluva kick is a terrible finisher. I think the Blue Thunder Bomb is much better. Um, and I think the Falcon Arrow would do wonders uh, for somebody else as a finisher. I think Seth Rollins kills it, especially when he does it after the Superplex. But again, I just feel like... So Rollins, to me, is going to go into the final. Um, I think he's going to beat Kurt Angle um, because, again, just like you said, I don't see Kurt Angle wrestling three times in one night at this age. There's just no way. Um, I I would love – I'll put it to you this way. I'll go back to Kurt Angle versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. That won't go 10 minutes. That will probably go six or seven. It will still be very competitive, more competitive than what you think it will be. That way they give more time to Rollins versus Angle. I definitely think that Rollins will beat Angle. I don't know what maneuver he'll be able to use because, you know, Kurt Angle's neck is absolutely brittle. It'll be a drop kick. Or he beats him by countout. Who knows? But uh, I'm definitely... <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Yeah. Go ahead. But I do think that Rollins is going to win. All right. Smackdown On the SmackDown side, side um, that means... Hardy versus Orton. Hardy versus Orton. Um I'm going to go with Randy Orton winning this match, okay. which then puts uh, gives you Rollins versus Orton, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, <coughs> I do think that this match is also going to be very competitive. Um, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy, uh, I think they're going to try and whip out everything as much as possible. I think it's stupid to have them be matching up against one another in the best in the world tournament, considering they just had a Hell in a Cell match a month ago, a month and a half ago. But uh, that is the way of the world, and I don't think that we're going to get the Miz versus Randy Orton because it's a really odd heel versus heel match. Mm-hmm. And Randy Orton would definitely work babyface because the crowd would be on his side over the Miz. Yes. Um, and he's just the biggest heel on SmackDown. So there's no way that that's happening. Which brings me to my final, which I have Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Okay. Um, so you're doing... your. You're doing Ambrose is going to screw him over in the finals. Correct. See, okay. Now, while I appreciate that finish, and I don't mean to jump in Not on it, but please. what I'm here's 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 the reason I don't like that finish. It's too predictable. That's why. Way too predictable. The Ambrose Rollins feud is based off the fact that Ambrose despises. Rollins. And they referenced the fact that Rollins turned on them first. Yeah. Like, that was referenced. Yes. So, you're telling me he he hates this guy. Yeah. He hates him so much, he's going to wait three matches to screw him over? I mean, well, look at it this way. He, he turned on him when they won the tag team title. The dude is unpredictable. He's probably going to wait and bide his time and be like, oh, I'm going to get him right when it hurts. We I got him when we won the titles, and now I'm going to screw him out of winning the best in the world tournament. That's the way that I think Ambrose is going to go about his business. And by the way, they could do a finish where he distracts him, and in your situation, Orton would hit him with an RKO and just pins him. Right. Ambrose would never have to get involved. He would just have to distract Rollins enough. Or they could go the other route, and he could just give him dirty deeds in the middle of the ring, and he costs him the match that way. Yeah. Or somewhere Referee's in the ring. knocked out. All of a sudden, Ambrose shows up. Mm-hmm. Boom. Dirty deeds. All right. Yeah. So you have Orton winning. Yes. Okay. And if my logic is correct, 
I have a feeling Shane McMahon and Paige will reward a world title opportunity to the SmackDown competitor who wins this, which is the perfect opening to give you AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. At which point. would be a great feud. Yes. I fully admit that that was in the back of my mind. However, I will tell you that Bobby Lashley's got a great feud in front of him. For, to wrestle Strowman? To wrestle whoever they put on Raw, whoever it is. That's a good point. They could do that. They could. They could do that very easily. Yeah. So, um, I love it. Uh, so he's got Orton. I've got Lashley. Yeah. I'm sure. I, by the way, I love your logic about Lashley. I fully, fully agree with you. But just going off of storyline with Shano... Firing whoever loses on the SmackDown side, it just makes sense. It gives you the perfect reason to put Randy Orton in there. And again, it just opens up the match that I think a lot of people want to see. I don't think, I know a lot of people want to see AJ versus Randy Orton. I mean, you know, I know you want to see it. I damn sure want to see it. They deserve a full feud before AJ drops the belt. So clearly what we're going to see is we will see a double count out in the Rollins-Lashley match where Angle gets a bye to the finals. (laughs) And then then the Miz cheats his way to beating Hardy, cheats his way to beating Ray, and then Angle just beats Miz. There you go. It's probably how it'll happen. Clearly. And then... Get payback from last year's TLC match. You gotta watch out for that one. The three-on-five shield match with Kurt Angle wearing Kevlar. It was weird. I'm just saying. Was it weirder with Triple H wearing the Kevlar? Uh, It was weirder with Triple H screwing over Kurt Angle to then beat Shane McMahon. Dumbest booking decision. And then... And then... Braun Strowman threatened to kill him, and then they did nothing with the feud. I know. Why? He, because he, and he power slammed him in the middle of the ring. No, too. you know why that feud never happened? Because Triple H was like, "Ee, I'm never gonna get a clean win over Braun Strowman. <laughs> 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 Gotta get my win back. It's my burial tour." By the way, the <laughs> actual, good. the actual, yeah. So, so now it's NXT Takeover, the burial tour. So, <laughs> so, so one of one of my favorite uh, pictures of. Triple H is when I believe he's helping Mr. McMahon win a Buried Alive match. So, like, he's getting the shovel and he's just covering The Undertaker and dirt and all this stuff. And so now I just I just always think of Triple H, your boy with the shovel, just burying people. I'm just saying. We have. By the way, you guys didn't see this. I almost spit out my water. I just want to clarify. NXT TakeOver, burial. <laughs> I'm just saying. So. Burial game. Oh! oh, and by the way, at that pay-per-view, there will not be a Buried Alive match. That would be too predictable. Clearly. There would, there would of course, be a... a casket a, match. Oh, uh, no. Instead, it would be a very convoluted uh, cage match involving uh, Hulk Hogan and some other people. <laughs> Obviously. What? Clearly, it would be uh, Hogan and Flair would, of course, be involved in the match. Somehow, 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 Dave Batista would get a title shot after all of this. I don't know how to book it because I'm hot-shotting it on the fly. I love I, it. I'm just saying. Uh, then we have... WWE producer Boss Russ. Hey, NXT TakeOver Burial Game. Book it. Book it, Vince. Well, actually, book it, Trips. Book it. NXT TakeOver Book It with Booker T. Exactly. Too sweet, bro. Exactly. Uh, 
So unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because this was supposed to be a triple threat match for yeah. the Universal title. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about the fact that Roman Reigns is no longer in this match. By the way, I just want to say, with, if this were the triple threat, I, I legitimately believe that this would probably steal the show. I would guarantee you this would be the main event of the show. Oh, no, I, I guarantee of the main event, no problem. I'm saying this would steal the show as a triple threat between Strowman, Lesnar, and Roman. Yes. Uh, so, Roman Reigns had to vacate the Universal title. So now this is a one-on-one match between... Uh, the Beast, Brock Lesnar, and the monster among men, Braun Strowman, for the vacant Universal title. Yeah. Uh, there are two schools of thought, as there usually are in a match with two people. Yes. Um, but there are lots of different ways this can go. Um, I actually am interested to hear what you have to think about this. Not that I'm not interested in hearing anything else. That that sounded awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly. You, usually I'm going to say J-Man's opinion is complete ass. Well, well. But not right now. That is not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I meant. All games aside, even the burial ones. Uh, <laughs> telling you, I'm going to show you a, uh, I'm going to show you a gif of Triple H. By the way, I always feel like I have to say it that way. Triple H. Your boy. Your boy, Triple H. <laughs> running with a shuffle. I'm telling you, you will never think of him the same ever again. I feel ever. like you, next Halloween, you need to dress up as Triple H. No, that would involve me wearing tight tights and going shirtless, and that ain't happening. Or you can just be... I'm also not going to be caught wearing a jean jacket. What about a That's suit? That's awful. What about a suit? Can't pull up. Well, actually, actually, I do clean up very nicely. You but do? What can I say? Uh, so, there are... Here, here's here's what I'll say. There is there's the thought process that says that you can just put the title back on Brock. Yeah. And you can have him kind of show up three more times before WrestleMania. And you can build up whoever you want him to lose to at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. And do whatever you want with him at WrestleMania. And he's got the belt and you can do whatever you want. Right. Um... And you don't have to really book the Universal title for a while because he'll be off TV. Right. It's an easy fix. Plus, they've done it and they know it works because it'll get nuclear heat. Okay. Now. It got nuclear heat. I don't think it actually worked, worked. I I get what you're saying. The other school of thought is if you don't put the title on Braun Strowman now... You are basically telling people he is not going to be your world champion. He's not going to be your your universal champion. And he's just going to be the big show. But the big show at least won a title on multiple occasions. Uh, Yes, he did. Then he had a feud with the big boss man where he rode a casket. It was weird. <laughs> he also had long hair. Then he had short hair. Then he feuded with The Rock. And he had a big old earring. And then he was a bit... Then he had that flat top haircut where he was hanging out with Paul Heyman. Uh, Ah, yes. And he had the cast. And and then he wore that weird top that had like the two. It was was, was weird. Big Show's been through a lot. Big Show has been uh, been a very weird man. Yes, he has. Very nice man. Very nice man indeed. Very emotional man. Paul White. Yeah, very emotional. I know you you have on repeat the movie Knucklehead. I know it's one of your personal favorites. Was it, what other movie did he have? He, he made another movie. It was not The Chaperone, but it was another one. That was, <laughs> that was my boy, Triple H. Triple H. Your boy. 
Burial game. It's going to be... The Chaperone 2. Game of burials. Oh, no. The Chaperone 2 starring Phil Brooks, of course. Oh, clearly. That was that was the joke. And you know what? He could go ahead and make the movie about ice cream bars. That would be great. It, it, it of course, would be straight to DVD. But, clearly. you know, at least it would have By the way, movie. so CM Punk and AJ Lee dressed up for Halloween yesterday, and they were the guy, the guy and girl from X-Files. Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Shout out to AJ. Who did not show up at Evolution. Unfortunately. I, which nobody really her? expected. There were so many rumors that she was going to show up. It's like, really? You honestly think AJ is going to show up at age, at Evolution? You must be out of your mind. Let's get back to Braun Strowman so, and Brock Lesnar. Um, now, if you put the belt on Braun Strowman. Yeah. And... I made the argument that the first time Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar wrestled in a singles match, they should have just pulled the trigger then. Yes. Uh, But they did not. And it was kind of an underwhelming match. And I know there are people that are worried this is going to be an underwhelming match because they've had this match before. So I'm hoping that uh, they have learned from their mistakes of the first match and that this will actually be something better. Right. Um, I still think this would be much better if this was like... A street fight or a no disqualification match where you just have these two brawl. I think that's what was missing from their No Mercy match last year. Because the it fact, wasn't a brawl and they tried to do a brawl. wrestling match. Right. And that's what Braun Strowman excels in. And that's what one of the things. Brock Lesnar excels in a lot of things when he's motivated. When motivated, Brock Lesnar is incredibly good. I mean, we've seen it multiple, multiple times. We mm-hmm. have seen it at Survivor Series last year. We have seen it against CM Punk. We have seen it against. John Cena. Uh, we have seen it the first match with Roman Reigns. We've seen it with The Undertaker. I can go on and on. Mm. You put Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman in no in a no disqualification world, they will go ahead and give you a solid, solid match. I truly, truly believe that. So it is up to WWE to basically knock out the referee and let these two go at it. You know, have Strowman put Lesnar through the table with the power slam. Have Lesnar put Strowman through the table with an F5. Chair shots galore. Have them go at it for like a good 10 minutes beating the absolute snot out of each other. And then, boom. Pin the win. Have somebody pin the other person for the winner. Boom goes the dynamite. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, So. (laughs) I have no idea what you're laughing at right now. Once this starts, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. When will it start? Just get there. Bariqua. Oh, you want here. me to go ahead and click on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, visit. Dude, why are you not on my Wi-Fi, brother? It says I am! There's no Wi-Fi on here, bro. Give me this. There's a lot of... Weird silence going on right now. Three so ain't I... enough, man. I need five. Okay, fair that enough. That was that was the old that was the old Biggie Langston horrible music. Um, seriously, check it out sometime. It I was will. awful. Um, I think I've I have a really bad feeling WWE is going to do the safe play here. However. It's a predictions page, and I don't get uh, penalized for being wrong. Right. I mean, you weren't fired because you thought that Evolution was going to suck. So, so 
I'm going to go with what they should do. And that's put the belt on Braun Strowman. Because I'm here to tell you right now, that show has a huge need for a top baby face. Yes. Because that show's top baby face is in a high profile feud with Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And if your high profile feud right now is with Brock Lesnar, and in my in my situation, you already have another monster heel that you're pushing for that spot, which at the moment is Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. which I'm more okay with than them shoving Drew McIntyre in that spot right now. I think they need to let that cook for a little while. Yes. So you have a ready-made heel who just won a big tournament, who beat a bunch of over baby faces. You have a huge baby face who you turned heel and then you just turned baby face. You have the feel-good story of he just won it for himself. He won it for Roman. He won it for all the good guys and everything that's good about Brock Lesnar not having the title. I'm picking the monster among men, and they better do it right. Although, Brock Lesnar's probably just going to beat him. Okay, so here's... Because they're boring. And we're not boring. The double turn Braun podcast. Strowman better win this match, for goodness sakes. Adam, sure. Adam, sure. Okay, so here's the thing. WWE has this really bad habit of basically planning immediately for the next pay-per-view. Ah, yes, Triple H. Burying people. Doing what he does best. That that image, I will never get out of my mind when it comes to Triple H. Triple H. Your boy. My boy. Burying people. Yeah. There it is. That's what he does best. It only took an hour to show you that. I sincerely... You know what, man? I don't think that's my Wi-Fi's issue. Let me be completely honest with you. But... Thanks a lot, Bariqua 4. Sorry. Sorry. But what I will say is this. Um, WWE has this bad habit of trying to go ahead and plan for the next pay-per-view while they're still in the middle of the perp- like current pay-per-view. You know, So if WWE is currently thinking about Survivor Series while they're trying to focus on Crown Jewel, that's a problem. However, WWE is in this weird situation where the match between champion versus champion last year at Survivor Series was so good. Which, by the way, was Brock versus AJ. Yeah. That they could be tempted to give us that match again this year. They could be. And it would be great, by the way. Sure. It'd it'd bring the house down in LA all day, every day. Sure. Now, with that being said, as much as I would love to see that match... Survivor Series doesn't ha- have to always be Raw versus SmackDown everywhere. But that's how they're booking it. That's how they're booking that's the it. That's the problem. That's the problem. And that's that's an unfortunate set of circumstances because that means we're going to get Strowman and AJ. And as much as I'd love for that to happen... Strowman ain't losing that match. He's not losing that match, which means that AJ's going to lose that match and that would be very frustrating. Okay, but at the same time though, mm-hmm. are you really going to be upset that AJ lost to Braun Strowman? No. The guy who just won the title that's your biggest baby face on Raw. Okay, that, but then... That, the by biggest, the way, is the now biggest, being... Oh, go ahead. But uh, but then again, the biggest baby face on SmackDown who's been holding the title for over a year. Whose matches are in the mid-card of shows. I hate it. I hate it. I no, you hate it as much point. as you do. You make an incredibly and trust good me, point. And trust me. I love AJ Styles. Yeah. I've loved him since I was a huge Impact Wrestling mark. Yeah. Okay? 
AJ Styles. Love was, AJ Styles. AJ Styles was born the man inside of his womb, and in, in, in his mother's womb, whenever she made love to her husband, and they conceived Alan Jones. That was a bit more uh, graphic than I was <laughs> wanting to go there. I mean, for goodness' sake. The point is that AJ Styles is the damn man. Look, you tell me to name you the best wrestler on the planet. It'll, it'll take me a half second to tell you it's AJ Styles. It'll go ahead and take me less because there is nobody better. And there's a reason why he's the champion. And there's a reason why he's holding down the SmackDown brand. All day. Because he's the best. He's the best in the world. But, period. Bar none. And again, I like to sprinkle in a little realism in my scripted world of WWE. Yeah. AJ Styles ain't beating Braun Strowman. AJ Styles ain't beating Brock Lesnar. That's fair. It's not going to happen. I fully understand that. So, I fully understand that. Now... I'm, I'm also a big proponent of don't book two people in a match where you don't want either of them to lose. Right. Don't book the match. Which is why, you know, I don't like the Becky-Ronda match because you got to book one of them to lose. Right. Which, and neither of them should lose. Ronda shouldn't lose and Becky at this moment shouldn't lose. I, so so that's the inherent problem of the Raw versus SmackDown when you do champions. Thing. And then whenever you don't have your main champions on the Survivor Series match where it's going to be of huge importance, I feel like... Your best team isn't out there playing out there for you because they're too busy handling their own business. It's one of the few pay-per-views where you can excuse they're not being world title matches. Exactly. Now, I'm getting too ahead of myself, and we're talking about Crown Jewel, and I'm supposed to give you my pick for Braun versus Brock. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. If Braun Strowman doesn't win the world title on uh, tomorrow, then... Vince has basically been lying to himself. He's been lying to Braun, and he's been lying to us for the past year and a half. I will tell you right now, if Braun Strowman wins the championship, I will, at my house tomorrow night, jump up and down, play the theme, and scream very loud, Braun Strowman's yell. (laughs) I will do that. In front of my dog, scared to death, in front of anybody else that's there. What I need you to do is... Do you need to record that? I need you to go ahead and get Google Duo. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's a lie. You don't need to do that because you have a Samsung. So I need you to video call me and I need you to do that so I can laugh hysterically at my work. Please. Well... It, I'm willing to do that. It won't be in the daytime because I'll watch it later because I'll be at work tomorrow. What time are you going to work? Uh, By the time... Well, the show will already be on by the time I get to work. When, when you get to work... You're gonna be I'm not watching it at work. Watch the match at your work. It's not gonna happen. <sighs> I'm watching it that night. Darn it, James, if you ever listen to this podcast, let him watch the match, man. Let him watch the match. It's not his call. <sighs> All right, fine. Just telling you. I'm going with Strom and Dagnabbit. Thank you. I'm going with Braun. Braun is my guy. Power slams galore. Hell, you know what? I'm so motivated by this match. Not only do I want him to go ahead and power slam Brock. Paul can, Paul can take a power slam too, Dagnabbit. Can we shove an ambulance on Brock Lesnar? And he'll come out and still win the title. Damn it. Yeah. Can we... Uh... I really want the show to... Okay, here's the other thing. Yeah. All right? If Brock Lesnar wins the title... Now, I realize what I'm about to say is probably null and void because it's not the main event of the show. I First I of all, make this the main event of the show, please. Okay, so if this is the main event of the show, yeah. Braun Strowman wins. They're not leaving with nuclear heat and people booing the fact that Brock Lesnar's a champion again. It's not going to happen. But remember, this is Saudi Arabia. It's a little, it's a, I feel like it's a little bit of a different crowd. 
Look, I think I think people are going to cheer the fact that uh, the Brothers of Destruction are going to win. I think they're going to. You think that you think that Taker and Kane are, are going to be more over than Mac, the Michael and Triple H? I think I think they're both going to get cheered. It's giving me a really interesting actually dynamic. actually hold on. It'll be Kane, yay, Undertaker, woo. Then it'll be Triple H, yeah, Shawn Michaels, woo. And then of course Ric Flair will come out. Woo! <laughs> By the way, By the way, Lashley's not going to get any reaction in Saudi Arabia. Ah, uh, but Leo Rush will get booed. Yes, he will. Randy Which, Orton's going to get cheered like crazy, even though he's a mega heel. Right he now. hears voices in his head. Yes, they they and they also counsel him and talk to him. They they talk to him. They understand. Yeah, they co- they come to me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> we Ish. end the show now. <laughs> Lashley, Lashley. Awful. <laughs> okay. So Saudi. Ugh. Yeah. Bobby Lashley is here. So, Woo! So I believe. Yes. The only picks we have different on this show. The World Cup tournaments. The World Cup tournaments. Yeah. T- t- tournament matches, I should say. Um and. Uh. The way the way that, the other the way that the old guys match <laughs> ends. Oh, by the way, here's another. I would love to hear. There's uh, another one with Triple H doing the Sweet Tea shovel. Remember, remember Brodus Clay and Sweet Tea. Yes, Sweet Tea. Oh my gosh, shovel. Triple H and his dancing maneuvers are there it darn is right hilarious. There. there it is. Oh my gosh. Is that what is that? WWE 2K? It's it's actually 2017. It's like 2K17, but yeah, right. it's uh, and then at the bottom of one of them it said "Shovel is ready." Shovel. That's amazing. Triple H, H, my boy, your boy, yeah. H. Um, of course, day one is H, not on this show. Day three is Triple H. He's all over this show. Yes, he is. Uh, so that is our review of Evolution, our preview and predictions of. Crown Jewel, which happens uh, very shortly. Very shortly. In about uh, 10 hours. Yes. So um, it is on the network. So if you do not have a uh, subscription and you want to watch it, that is the only way you can watch it. I am going to be glued to Bleacher Report tomorrow morning. I'm sure you will be. Yes, I am. sure you will be. I'm ready to go. I am... You know, as I'm, as much crap as I've given this show... I'm pumped for the show. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. And you know the reason why... Because of uh, because of multiple reasons, because of the unpredictability of the show, mm-hmm. um, because of good matches mostly all over the card. And me, listen, I can go ahead and crap over the tag team match all I want. Whenever I see that match, I'm sure I'm going to get giddy of seeing Shawn Michaels being back in the ring. I know I am, and there's just no ifs ands or buts about it. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I'm a fan of Shawn Michaels, and I'm going to be pumped. Um, and then honestly. Because of Evolution on Sunday, mm-hmm. I have a new a renewed trust in the fact that WWE still knows how to book a show. It's a dangerous game to play. It is a dangerous game to play. You're absolutely right, especially considering you went on a two-month sabbatical because of money money in the bank. Because of money in the bank. So, But, listen, they have a plethora of great choices ahead of them. I mean, if they went with Bobby Lashley winning the tournament, it's good. If they... if if DX or the Brothers of Destruction win, I don't really see them being a losing situation. Braun Strowman winning is the only thing that they need to make sure happens. Hell, if Samoa Joe bre- if Samoa Joe beats AJ Styles for the WWE title, I'm not even going to be mad. Why? Because Samoa Joe winning the title is amazing. 
However, the only thing that WWE cannot mess up on, it's only one thing, Ross. It's only one thing. And it's Strowman. Whoever they have win the World Cup tournament, whether it's Lashley, Ziggler, Rollins, Angle, Hardy, Mysterio, Orton, or Miz, mm-hmm. all of them are all viable winners. They really are. Regard, I mean, honestly, Ziggler and Miz and probably Mysterio are probably the only ones that you'd say, eh, I'm not sure if they'll actually win. Everybody else is basically a toss-up. And you can include those three back in there, honestly, because they're three very worthy competitors. So at the end of the day, the only thing that they can't mess up on is Strowman, and that's it. You got a great show ahead of you. Please, please, please. For the love of all of us, just make Braun Strowman the champion. That's all we need, WWE. I mean, I remember at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I remember saying repeatedly at the establishment I was at, Mm-hmm. Call an audible because Braun Strowman was looking so good. He had eliminated uh, four people. And I said to myself, well, they're just going to have Roman win anyway. Yeah. But you know what? Somebody needs to get into the earpiece of the referee and say, we're calling an audible. Just have Braun Strowman pin him and win and be and just eliminate five guys and just have him be the guy. Look, Braun Strowman is the guy. Yeah. Um, you need a guy. I would say that they need to start having a plan where you have... Rollins get ready you know, for Mania. You know, four top guys yeah. instead of one. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, that's what they did in the Attitude Era. I mean, you had Austin, you had Rock, you had Taker, and you had Triple H. Sure. And, I mean, look, I mean, there's the there's By the, the way, whole, that's not including Kurt Angle either. There's the whole famous SmackDown 6. I mean, with maybe the exception of Chavo Guerrero, I don't see him really as a world champion. No, but, but you had worker. Edge, you had Eddie, you had Ray, you had Kurt, and you had Benoit. Yeah. Boom. All five of those guys. All five just, of those guys were world champions. Yeah. So, if your idea is Strowman. And by the way, Raw did too. You had one mega heel in Triple H, but you mm-hmm. had all these faces that came around and beat the snot out of Triple sure. H. Goldberg, Batista, Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Hell, they Cena. Even did, hell, they even did a uh, program there for a while with uh, Kevin Nash. And Absolutely. And Booker, and Booker T. Booker T. You know, there yeah. you go. So, sure. it's possible to have multiple... Mega stars be the top guys in your company, whether they're a heel or a face. I mean, I mean, look, I can tell you right now, mm-hmm. top four guys on Raw. I could book it tomorrow. Strowman, yeah, Rollins, yeah, Lashley, and Ambrose McIntyre. Oh, okay, fine, five because you'd add Ambrose and Ambrose. There you go, great. And, and, Those uh, are five guys. Smackdown, could, okay. Smackdown, the same thing. Daniel Bryan, AJ, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, and The Miz. And then, hell, now you have Rey Mysterio back, who's a little bit older. Yes, so you'd have to get somebody younger into the fold. But, you know, at some point, you can go ahead and say, okay, Shinsuke, you're ready, even though he's not that young. But you get my point. Mm -hmm. You know, and then whoever they decide to go ahead and bring up from NXT, whether it's Gargano, Ciampa, Dream, Black, Adam Cole. All of the above. All of the above. Like, so you have a plethora of talent that you can go ahead and bring up. Like, it doesn't. At the end of the day, as much as we love Roman Reigns and as much as we wish him the best, Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns just did you the biggest favor you could have ever imagined in... Yeah, look, now it's time to... Now it's time to essentially push the reset button. Yeah. And make your mark on what you want your company to start looking like post Brock Lesnar, post Roman Reigns, post... One guy ruling the roost. Mm-hmm. And again, 
you can have a situation where you have one guy ruling the roost and you've got a bunch of these other top guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the Attitude Era. This, yeah. So it's it, it. And by the way, Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah. Um. Neither of those guys held belts for a year. No, they did not. In fact, most of the time they held it for a couple months and went right back to chasing. Exactly. And we'll end it on this note because I know we're going a little bit long, and we you know sure. at the end of the day. We, we, we have a time limit that we want to achieve, but this has been a very interesting podcast tonight, and we've really enjoyed bringing it to you guys, and we hope that you enjoy it, and we hope that you enjoy Crown Jewel tomorrow. But when Austin went down with his neck injury in September of 99, you know why WWF stayed afloat? Because they had Triple H, who had been groomed as, the top, as a top guy. You had The Rock, who was groomed as a top guy. Mm-hmm. By the way, at this point, Undertaker went down with an injury too. Yes. Yes. So you're like, oh my God, we just lost Stone Cold and we just lost Undertaker. What do we do? There was there was a year where it was basically Rock and Triple H, and then it was and- all of 2000. It was just Rock and oh, I'm sorry, not all of 2000, but it, Taker was gone most of '99 and the beginning of 2000. He didn't come back until like a month after WrestleMania. Well, I mean, throw in throw in like Mick Foley uh-huh. to that mix. But yeah, I mean, really, for about a year, it was Rock Triple H. For and about a year. Still, yeah. And the re- and Kurt Angle was finally coming into yep. his own. So there you go. That's why WWF survived, because they weren't just using one guy. They, were, they knew that they had all this talent. Rock, Triple H, Angle, Kane was coming into his own. Um, sure. There's so many other guys that I just can't think of off the top of my head. And by the way, they may have failed on a couple of dudes. Like, for example, they tried to use Billy Gunn. At least they tried. Sure. And again, it's... it's If you're saying Braun Strowman is who you've booked him to be, mm-hmm. got to put the belt on him. you got to give it a chance. And you got to... You have to let him come out as the champion and sink or swim. Listen. You, you have to. If you're willing... and. I hope that doesn't this doesn't come off as a shot at him, but I'm just going to mention it. If you're willing to give Jinder Mahal a shot with the WWE title, sure. Why are you not doing it with a proven commodity like Braun Strowman? How many how many chances did they give Jack Swagger? Multiple. A the bunch. dude the dude got pulled over for a DUI and got caught with possession of weed. Three weeks before WrestleMania, and his main event—I shouldn't say main event match—but his World Heavyweight Championship match was still on. Did he lose? Yes. I'm pretty sure everybody expected him to lose to Del Rio, anyways. But maybe not. Maybe they were expecting. Maybe a lot of people were expecting him to win. Speaking but regardless, of, speaking of Del Rio, yeah. okay, this is not a slight against Del Rio. Messed what up he a is, too. but. The guy never really learned how to cut a great promo. No, he didn't. And he was Ricardo considered. Rodriguez was cutting him for him. And 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 he was given main event spots all the time. Del Rio is a three-time world champion. It's true. He won the forty-man rumble, which, by the way, even though the greatest Royal Rumble was fifty-man, yeah, Del Rio won the largest Royal Rumble. That is correct. The forty-man rumble. Yes, he, he did. He won that rumble. Yes, he did. Do you remember who he beat, by the way, at the very end? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he eliminated Santino Morella. He did. Yes. And then one month later, Santino Morella was the last person eliminated in the elimination chamber by Daniel Bryan. And he almost beat Daniel Bryan on two different occasions in that Yes, because he hit the Cobra. Yes, he did. And then he finally tapped out to the, to the yes lock. He sure did. So, anyways, 
WWE, we have just given you 10 minutes worth of reasons why you need to book Braun Strowman to beat Brock Lesnar. Worry about Survivor Series starting Monday. Okay? And by the way, Braun Strowman's going to look really good with that red belt. He's sure going to look Drink better than that stupid shoulder. green belt that he was given after the Greatest Royal Rumble. I Put the belt on him. That's it. Let him operate as the guy. Yeah. Try it out. And guess what? It may fail. If it doesn't... At least you tried. At least you tried. And if it does fail, if it does fail... Which I don't think it will. Which I don't think it will because of how over he is and how great he's been performing and how his promos are great too. But if it fails, you've got so many other guys. Rollins, Ambrose, McIntyre, Miz, Daniel Bryan. You bring over AJ Styles over to Monday Night Raw. A guy named Finn Balor. Hello. Samoa Joe, you've got guys all over the place. And not to mention the NXT kids who are not really kids because most of them are the same age as everybody else on the main roster. But you know what I'm saying. It's true. Let's do this, WWE. Pull the trigger. And we're going to end it on this note. We're very excited for Crown Jewel. We got to get out of here. Boss, hit us with the outro, my friend. Da-da. It's my time! It's my time! I'm excited for Crown Jewel! Yeah, yeah, yeah! This has been J-Man and Boss Ross. We are the Dabberton Podcast on Spotify and on everywhere else. And I don't want to mention it because if you want to know where we are, listen to the beginning of this podcast. Yeah! Wow. On that note, your boy, Triple H. It's going to probably take the pin off. It's going to probably bury you out back after this show. Yeah, well, you know, that's an unfortunate set of circumstances. Maybe my dogs will find me. (laughs) I I don't know if they could dig that far. Dude, if you saw the holes in my backyard right now. (sighs) Yep. Shout out to my sister-in-law. Okay. Boss Ross, J-Man. Watch Crown Jewel, guys. We'll go ahead and talk to you guys next week. Peace!